This episode of the OrthoBullets podcast will go over the topic of heat illness and stroke from the knee and sports section on orthobullets.com. In this episode, we'll go over the differences between heat cramps, heat syncope, heat exhaustion, heat illness, and heat stroke. Starting with heat cramps, this is defined as painful contractions of large muscle groups because of decreased hydration and a decrease of serum sodium and chloride. Cramps can also occur secondary to increased water intake, leading to dilutional hyponatremia. Treatment includes rapid cooling, stretching, as well as electrolyte and fluid replacement. Moving on to heat syncope, this is defined as transient loss of consciousness with peripheral vasodilation and decreased cardiac output with normal body temperature. The pathophysiology of heat syncope results from a severe orthostatic event secondary to elevated temperatures. Treatment of heat syncope includes fluid replacement as well as lying supine with leg elevation. Moving on to heat exhaustion, this is defined as a core temperature of less than 102.2 degrees Fahrenheit or 39 degrees Celsius and an absence of central nervous system dysfunction. In terms of epidemiology, heat exhaustion is the most common heat-induced condition. As far as the pathophysiology, remember that hypernatremic heat exhaustion results from inadequate water replacement. Symptoms consist of profuse sweating and nausea-slash-vomiting. Treatment of heat exhaustion includes table salts, IV hydration, and cooling. Moving on to heat illness, this condition is treated by drinking fluids, low osmolarity solution, specifically less than 10%, as well as carbs to stimulate GI fluid absorption. To prevent complications from heat illness, it's important to monitor weight. That is, you should weigh yourself before and after activity to monitor water loss and make sure you have replaced fluids before your next exercise session. If athletes have 5% weight loss from losing water, they should not be able to return to play. If athletes have 7% weight loss from loss of water, these athletes should see a physician. Moving on to heat stroke, this is a medical emergency with a high death rate that results from failure of the thermoregulatory mechanisms of the body. Heat stroke is characterized with hyperthermia, tachycardia slash tachypnea, central nervous system dysfunction, cessation of sweating with hot, dry skin, anhydrosis, as well as a body temperature above 40.5 degrees Celsius. As far as the epidemiology, know that heat stroke is the second most common cause of death in football players. Treatment of heat stroke is rapid reduction in body core temperature. Remember that you can lower the temperature below 39 degrees Celsius or 102 degrees Fahrenheit with ice immersion, a cooling blanket, fanning, internal cooling if needed, and IV hydration. As far as complications of heat stroke, heat sensitivity may last for one year. Okay, so now that we've gone over the major points about this topic, let's go over a few questions to apply the information and get a sense of how this topic might be tested. First question. A 19-year-old baseball player is in the midst of an intense summer practice at an outdoor facility when he begins to feel unwell. The outdoor temperature is 99 degrees Fahrenheit, and he has not taken any breaks since beginning two hours prior. He is pulled to the sideline where he is found to be ataxic, disoriented, nauseated, and not sweating despite the intense workout. He is laid supine, yet he remains disoriented. His core body temperature is 105 degrees Fahrenheit. Which of the following is his most likely diagnosis? And the choices are 1. Hyponatremic heat exhaustion 2. Hypernatremic heat exhaustion 3. Heat cramps 4. Heat stroke and 5. Heat syncope The correct answer to this question is 4. Heat stroke. 
So this patient is presenting with signs and symptoms of a heat stroke as demonstrated by central nervous dysfunction, specifically confusion and ataxia, and his lack of sweat despite working out intensely for the last two hours. Heat stroke is the third leading cause of death in athletes after cardiac disorders and cervical trauma. The spectrum of heat illness ranges from mild disease like heat edema, heat rash, heat cramps, and heat syncope, to moderate disease like heat exhaustion, and finally severe and potentially life-threatening disease in the setting of a heat stroke. Heat stroke results from failure of the thermoregulatory mechanisms of the body and is characterized by core temperatures of greater than 105 degrees Fahrenheit. And keep in mind that the most reliable measure is via the rectal route. Heat stroke is also characterized with neurologic findings plus or minus mental status changes. While cessation of sweating is often seen in classic heat stroke versus exertional heat stroke, the presence or absence of sweating is an inconsequential diagnostic criterion for heat stroke. The treatment of a heat stroke is rapid temperature cooling with ice water immersion, demonstrated as the most effective method in total body cooling. Other means include evaporative cooling and icing of large muscle groups. Noonan et al. reviewed heat and cold-induced injuries in athletes. They reported that there are various forms of heat illnesses, with the majority arising from an imbalance in heat production and heat dissipation. They added that these imbalances are influenced by hydration status, conditioning, body composition, protective equipment, and environmental conditions. They emphasized prompt recognition and management of heat-induced sports injuries as the incidence of complications has been linked to the degree and duration of hyperthermia. Kerr et al. investigated the incidence of exertional heat stroke and the utilization of management strategies in the United States high school football preseason program in 2011. They reported a 20% incidence with the most common management modalities including removal of the athlete's football equipment and clothing and movement of the athlete to a shaded area. They recommended that the standard of care is proactive treatment and that areas needing improvement include the use of rectal thermometers and immersion in ice water. Howe and Bowden reviewed heat-related illnesses in athletes. They reported that heat illness occurs along a wide spectrum that starts with relatively mild disease and can progress to the life-threatening heat stroke. They added that of utmost importance in the treatment of heat stroke is rapid core temperature cooling and access to higher levels of care. They concluded that recognition of heat illness and early initiation of treatment may prevent progression to heat stroke. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer 1, hyponatremic heat exhaustion, and answer 2, hypernatremic heat exhaustion are both incorrect, as the presence of mental status changes, like disorientation and ataxia, precludes the diagnosis of heat exhaustion. In heat exhaustion, core temperature is 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit to 104 degrees Fahrenheit, and patients may present with malaise, fatigue, nausea, and headache without mental status changes. Answer 3, heat cramps is incorrect, as heat cramping occurs after excessive heat exposure with inadequate fluid and electrolyte intake, resulting in muscle spasms and painful contractions. Athletes with heat cramps have not been shown to be predisposed to serious heat illnesses, such as heat stroke. Finally, answer 5, heat syncope is incorrect, as heat syncope is characterized by a transient loss of consciousness with peripheral vasodilation and decreased cardiac output with normal body temperature. There is rapid mental status recovery, one supine. And moving on to the final question, a 26-year-old football player develops tachycardia and hot, dry skin during a game. He's found to have a temperature of 41 degrees Celsius but is not sweating. Further examination reveals the player is not oriented to time or place, and he soon develops convulsions. Which of the following is the most important next step in treatment? And the choices are 1. Aggressive administration of IV fluids. 2. Administer acetaminophen. 3. Lay him supine with leg elevation. 
4. Rapid cooling with ice immersion. And 5. Administration of IV antibiotics. The correct answer to this question is 4. Rapid cooling with ice immersion. So the patient in the vignette has heat stroke. This condition is treated with rapid reduction in core body temperature through the use of ice immersion, cooling blankets, and or internal cooling for a goal temperature below 39 degrees Celsius. To quickly review, heat stroke is a medical emergency with a high mortality rate. The hallmark features include central nervous system dysfunction and anhydrosis. Other symptoms include behavioral changes such as confusion, disorientation, and staggering. Seizures and unconsciousness can also develop. The first modality of treatment is rapid reduction in temperature, which can be accomplished through ice water immersion, cooling blankets, or evaporative cooling methods including fans and cold water sprays. The goal in temperature reduction is 0.2 degrees Celsius per minute for a target temperature of 39 degrees Celsius. CASA et al. reviewed current literature regarding the cause and care of exertional heat stroke. They stated that mortality from heat stroke remains significant, with the highest rates from sports existing between 2005 and 2009. They recommended accurate temperature assessment, prompt aggressive treatment using an efficient cooling modality, for example cold water or ice water immersion, prior to transport, and medically supervised return to play slash duty as essential to preventing mortality. To quickly go over the incorrect answers, answer 1, aggressive administration of IV fluids is incorrect as administration of IV fluids would volume resuscitate the volume depleted patient, but rapid cooling is the most important next step. Answer 2, administer acetaminophen is incorrect, as acetaminophen is an antipyretic, which works to reduce fever through blockage of cyclooxygenase. This would not treat the underlying condition of the patient in this vignette. Answer 3, lay him supine with leg elevation is incorrect, as lying supine with leg elevation and administration of fluids is the treatment for heat syncope, which is defined as transient loss of consciousness with peripheral vasodilation, decreased cardiac output, and a normal temperature. Lying supine with leg elevation would help with redistribution of circulating volume centrally, thus increasing cardiac output and causing peripheral vasoconstriction as a response by baroreceptors. Finally, answer 5, administration of IV antibiotics is incorrect, as IV antibiotics could help if the elevated temperature was secondary to a systemic infection causing septic shock, but there is no evidence to suggest that the patient has an infection as the cause of his symptoms. That's all for this review about heat illness and stroke. Hopefully that was helpful. This is the OrthoBullets podcast, a daily audio review session by OrthoBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for orthopedic surgery education. Keep in mind that these podcasts are designed to go along with the topics on orthobullets.com, and in fact, you can listen to these episodes right on the OrthoBullets website or mobile app while going through the topic. If you've gotten any value from the OrthoBullets podcast so far, please consider leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Also, if you aren't already, be sure to follow OrthoBullets on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube for daily high-yield content. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow right here on the OrthoBullets podcast.